0: Also, your, your voice sounds different now. It's not as crisp and clear. There's like some reverb
1: in there. I, I sincerely apologize for that. Ladies and okay, gentlemen, and variations thereof, welcome to the Selective Lorecast, a casual Elder Scrolls podcast. My name is Rotten Deadite. Today, we're talking about Julianos, and with me are, again, people who have not been told what order to go in.
2: <laughs> Excellent.
1: So, okay. James, go for it.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm James, also known as Arimatheus
0: and i am felix also known as banu hana
3: if
1: you if you listen very closely you can hear lj in there lj
3: hello <laughs> i'm harry up? yeah there
1: he is yeah. max say hi and i am max otherwise known as Ty Crow. yeah and uh, yeah as i said today we're talking about julianos um it's going to be a fast cast
0: <laughs> all right <laughs> see you <Yeah>. everybody Not- <laughs>
1: So Julianos. Yeah. He's one of them divines. All right. That was a good one. Terrific. Yeah. That's yeah, basically all, right, all
3: we know. It that's <laughs> literally in the lore. That's all there is.
1: That's his name.
2: Yep. Well, he kind of got through, it feels like he got thrown in at Daggerfall with all of the kind of the generic attributes of, of a, of a divine with kind of a, a Saint's day, some, some purviews and a nightly order, um, which they all seem to get as as well as temples, and I want to kind of talk about the temples briefly. Um, all because right, go for Very it. briefly, because that's all we have. Um, mm-hmm. It's that um, the temples were, are not just temples in the sense of go and worship. They were universities, they were schools, academies, stuff that yeah. people went really on. I'm, yeah. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of imagining them a little, bit like, um, a little bit like the kind of Plato's Academy and that sort of thing. There's kind of big open spaces where you kind of turn up, take a stroll around the block, well, mm-hmm. chatting about the latest theory or whatever.
1: Wearing, that's, wearing that's, blankets and talking about, you know,
2: yeah, that's Entirely me. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: but um, I, well, I also noticed that they actually, um, that the schools actually had um, no, a note that they were the keepers of the Elder Scrolls in the, right. in the original tellings <laughs> in yeah. Daggerfall, that they were actually that before they really ironed out what the moth priests were, unless the moth priests are connected to Julianos, which is
1: Well, we we don't have an explicit statement that they are, but actually, I think we should back up a little bit, take a bigger, a broader view of this. Um, And I'm quoting directly from UESP that Julianos governs the realms of literature, law, history, and contradiction. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Now, okay, three of these things. One of these things is not like the other. Um, Literature, no problem. Law, makes sense. History, sure. Contradiction, what?
0: Well, so no, I, I, ah, here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. Because Julianus is also said to encant the damned equation. Yes. Yes. Uh, which I'm a firm believer is the idea that we sort of know of of how to achieve Chim, which is where you basically have to say that negative one plus one equals one instead of zero, which is what it should actually equal according to logic.
1: Mm hmm. But and it's that only would explain by saying minus well. one
0: plus one equals one that you achieve Jim and that's the mm-hmm. damned equation.
1: Well, uh, Slovakina in chat has also pointed out something correct, which is that Julianus's name is loosely based on one of the uh, developers, I believe, Julian Lefay. Am I getting yes, that right?
0: exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And, and so he's, he's considered the,
0: the father of the Elder Scrolls.
1: Yeah, and so being yeah being sort of attributed to the god of logic or something or you know whatever. I mean, it, it's kind of kind of works. Um well
2: Keeper of the Elder Scrolls.
1: Yeah, yeah Keeper yeah. of the Elder Scrolls exactly. Um but that's kind of I mean again, we try I try really hard to not to keep the gamey wamey stuff out. Um we're going to try and keep it uh keep keep the lore involved here. Um if uh so um it's never been explicit or implicitly stated that the Moth Priests are priests of Julianos, but I don't remember them saying otherwise either
2: no they it's, well
0: it's just established in the lore, but they, they don't elaborate on it
2: they yeah that you've got that one line but the moth priests are it kind of strikes it strikes me as a, as a form of syrodyllic ancestor worship something that kind of fermented in all those all those many and various cults um because the moth the moths are the ancestors in a way the, the way that they are they kind of catch the spirits of the ancestors as they go and so, if you want to worship your ancestors, the best way to get in touch with them—if you want a proper seance—is um, to—is um, to use these moths. So, I don't know whether you um, could equate them to kind of truth and logic in the same way as you do with Julianos, but eh, it, it's, it, it feels like something that's a bit outside of his wheelhouse, as far as I'm concerned. Right. But that—that's—that's that's just me. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, another thing, I'm I'm glad you sort of brought up the notion of uh, stuff being outside his wheelhouse because um, Julianos also was kind of a cast off from the Nordic pantheon where he was Junal mm-hmm. and his spheres were completely different. Junal's spheres were, uh God, let me see if I can remember this correctly uh,
1: language and mathematics.
0: <laughs> yeah, language, <laughs> mathematics, uh, hermetic orders, and runes. Those were the four yep. things that uh, Junal was for, which is like related to, but also very different from what Julianus is a uh, part of. And it seems that the Nordic Pantheon just kind of cast him off because the Norths didn't have need for words and language and laws and logic and oh, think with your heart, milk drinker, mm-hmm. Skyrim. And so uh, he, I mean yeah he, he ended up kind of becoming adopted into the imperial pantheon instead which is kind of weird that like a god would kind of be discarded by another group and taken wholeheartedly by another one
1: Well it's so, you know better, it's what we keep coming back to it's it's cultural appropriation you know yeah. Um
0: another, it, another and we
3: just
1: thing. got demonetized. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go ahead, LJ.
3: Another thing about journals that uh or journal <clears throat> is is that he was apparently also somewhat tied to the to the dead in the afterlife because in the new life festival there's a mask that you can wear called hmm. Wise Wing the Owl.
0: Yes, and it was yes. said
3: to warn yes. the unwary away from graveyards and witches' coats
1: hmm.
3: so, so like stay away from forbidden knowledge kind of thing. Fuck you,
2: Hermes Mora. And away from the kind of liminal places that... Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: the, the illogical kinds of magic and hardened feelings. Stay away from that stuff, kids. They,
1: well, this, this kind of creates a sort of animosity between, uh, 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 or an opposites here where with um, um Julianos and uh, Hermes Mora then, because Hermes Mora yeah. loves that esoteric shit. Well, and
0: actually, um, that that brings me to this, this post that I found on R. Uh This guy... Uh, okay, well, it was posted by user deleted two years ago.
1: That's always uh, a good sign. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: uh, it's it's his theory on Junal, and he, he's explaining a theory on why he thinks Junal may have fallen out of favor with the Nords. And his main thing is that um, his unpopularity is that he was a god of hermetic orders. Mm. Um, and hermetic orders were kind of like a series of cults based on... Mysteries and esotericism sorry, esotericism, which again is related to uh Hermaeus Mora or Herma Mora. So there's kind of that vaguely linguistic connection mm-hmm. between um uh Hermaeus mora and uh, like a Hermetic order. And mm-hmm. um he, he he kind of has uh this thing where Julianus and his spheres, you know, you can see him in some of the old um uh, the old Nordic ruins and uh, barrows and things like that. But uh, Hermaeus Mor is definitely more of a prevalent god within the cultural mythos of um, the Nords. And he's thinking that... Uh, sorry, no. Uh, someone else linked him into this about how in Shore, son of Shore, um, they were also mentioning how when Shore goes into the cave to speak with his father, who had no heart, um they're mentioning that he sees no logic in it. And if he's the father of language, the first Mm. language that the Nords really know about or recognize is the dragon language. And the dragons were really bad dudes in the eyes of the Nords, right? So he's kind of seeing these these, uh, sort of very thin connections, admittedly, uh, to Hermes Mora and the dragon cult as sort of being why uh, the Nords would not really take too kindly to Julianus, by kind of being not officially an enemy of the Norse, but not really a useful ally either, kind of thing. So, hey, right. what do we need you for? Um, but that kind of connection between Shore, son of Shore, and uh, Hermaeus Mora and the dragon cult, I thought was interesting and worth
2: mentioning.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's um, good stuff.
2: Any kind of. it Does Mirak come into anything in that? Um, uh, not we'd, in the uh,
0: official post that he had, but he might if we just like delve into it further.
2: Yeah, because my, my immediate thought is if we're talking about language and the dragon language and so on, then the first the first dragonborn um is then a Hermaius more occultist in effect. At uh, the at uh, the end of it, which
1: True. I,
4: I I feel I feel like there's something there, but I can't put words into it yet. Um oh, there was the thing. There was a thing a while back, I think it was on Selectives, Uh, Chris, was it you that found it, Um, the sort of scrapped Nordic Pantheon, where it was trying to heavily relate uh, Akatosh to Hermes Mora. So there's at least some form of like a a slightly, slightly better link. But again, that's from stuff that that wasn't wasn't, even really published. That Mm. wasn't uh,
3: Skyrim, that was... If I remember correctly, that was the old Oblivion PSP game, yes. which has all complete storyline uh, and everything. Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and, you know, yeah. They kind of just said, fuck that, and then they were talking about it again. But, <laughs> but you know, it had actually
4: interesting shit in it. I can't remember all of it, but...
1: Oh, I I'm might still have it. Hold on. Let me, let me dig around a second. Mm. I don't want
4: to, like, start derailing this into, like, Hermes Mora chat. And then because I, nice. I feel like it's one step after another. And then we're... That's we're, fair. We're, we're, we're <laughs> tangent, but, no, I mean, like, if we, if Liliana, we, might, we might need tangents. No, you you um,
0: know what? It's, it's, it's fine because uh, that way we can make, like, it's a pretend meme or something. Where, oh, you thought we are talking about Julianos and then Filthy
1: Frank clops. You, oh, really you, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you thought I, this was a cast about Julianos, but it was really about me.
0: yeah I thought but it's actually Hermes Mora. <laughs> Wait, no, no. Oh, it's a Jojo meme. You thought was <laughs> yeah. no, 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 it's it's it was Julianos, but it was me. Dream. Hermes Mora.
3: <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, there's like so much little in the Idra that as soon as you start going to one the Idra, you just start immediately going to one of the Daedra because they're just better.
1: Yeah, really fast. As I like to point
0: out, the Adra are the earth bones, but bones don't make the full body. So when you talk about the bones, you gotta talk about the muscles and the tendons and the flesh and the blood and the skin. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's all connected.
4: Yeah. Well, there's also I mean, it, it depends on whether you dare I mention the forbidden L word, um the leg, if, if you want to go down that route. <laughs> um, and you can start I I've I've been on a, a big leg binge as of late. And I, I'm starting to draw lots of different conclusions here and there. There are lots of like sort of back and forth waves. I I, I don't know if you can see. Yeah, you can see my hand. Just mm-hmm. lots of back and forth waves between here, there and everywhere. You can draw a lot of lines between this god and that god and who relates to who. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we get anything? And like, I know there's been, I don't want to get into spoiler territory with all the latest ESO stuff. But I know we got a lot on different gods from uh, early khajiit yeah, we have a lot on, uh,
0: Azura actually.
2: Yeah. That's connections between uh, Azura and Mafala. Again, it almost sounds like they were doing something similar to the Dunma or the Kaima in terms of being supported by Daedric princes if I remember rightly. Mm-hmm. I could be entirely wrong, but cuz my memory is foggy. Um but um it sounds like they were trying to kind of um have early kajiki culture as more Daedric focused if they're trying to compare and contrast between the two letters. But
1: yeah, part I mean, of me kind of think. part of me kind of wants to take um, Lig and like start doing a thing about like you know aligning the Adra the Earth Bones to more primitive fundamental like rules of nature and stuff. But a big part yeah. of me kind of thinks like maybe that's the challenge. What we should be doing is taking these really kind of wiffy um uh associations and then building lore around it so that those wiffy associations are not wiffy, you know? Yeah. So that they're I'm gonna try to use the word wiffy more. So that they're not <laughs> um so so that they're not as so so like, you know, the the idea of um having a god of literature um and then you sort of run with that of like well that that's because um it's not because literature is super important to a particular culture it's because literature in the elder scrolls literally creates reality or something like that you know like you you mm-hmm. probably have to rebuild the dominant amount of world building that bethesda's done so this is not an exercise in like headcanon this is an exercise in Basically, world building your own version of the Elder Scrolls. It's not it. You know, it's not a way yeah. to look at the video games or the or the or you know the canon lore or whatever you want to call it. It's a way of um, inventing your own stuff. But it's an. How but, do
3: you do that? I'm not familiar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right.
1: but, it, but, um, but I mean, uh,
0: Chris, did you find that thing that you were looking for?
1: Um, no, I, I stopped looking because the, it of, was it was correctly observed that we were derailing rapidly into
2: one our- <laughs> <of the, well, laughs> one of the things it, that I. One of the things that I would kind of do with Julianus is kind of dig a bit more into that um, into that um, to that um, Juno connection simply for reasons like like Xenophar commerce isn't an advanced thing, but then you look at Zen um, as mm-hmm. the Bos Murray god of payment in kind makes a lot more sense in terms of something a bit more primal, which it almost feels like Zen is doing something like Malakath, the kind of bloody oath and, and curse and that sort of thing. Hmm. a sworn oath body curse that that's kind of where I feel like the primal stuff seems to come from so I like the idea yeah. of kind of leaning into Junal as a thing of of writing and if you think about primal early writing and runes that's something mm-hmm. that's very very basic to um to literate society it's that you have to have writing as the foundation of literature and yeah. you've also got um you've also got something that I saw pointed out that basically it's trying to blur the line a bit between Jun- um, between um julianos and gifre um because if you think about um julianos as an adra as something that gave part of themselves up to make the fundamental constituents of reality language is only a fundamental part of a particular type of reality whereas mm-hmm. if you look at his other parts of the wheelhouse like law and so on you can stretch it to things like the law of physics and order in general mm-hmm. um yeah. So you've almost, and then, and then, if you want to get into proper tin hat theory um territory, they both start with J, and we end up with Jigglehead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: okay. like so, I'm not gonna go there yet. Yeah, I don't
1: nah. think I'm prepared to get that loose. <laughs> yeah.
3: um. Well, I had like, so the first thing I wanted to say was that back when you guys talked about Giuliano's being the god of contradiction, I was going to throw in like kind of a joke about. Him being like the in universe lore explanation for unreliable narrator, so mm. fucking sources. but also when you stated about the <coughs> Jeffrey and the Jeffrey kind of connection, the first thing I thought about was the Bosmer who eat, where they're more or less cannibal cannib- carnivores they like to eat shit. Mm-hmm. But also, remember Vivek, he's like, all language is based on meat, and then Giuliano's, which spear is language, and I was kind of like, huh, interesting,
2: yeah. And languages are a fundamental contradiction anyway, if you want, or a a problem with interpretation of reality. Anyway, you're going to end up with contradictions. If you have a language because language is always imperfectly representing reality. We're not, uh, we're not, we're not telepathic, but, and if you want to get right down to it, is my red the same red as your red kind of, um, kind of thing, because language is only an approximation. You're going to end Mm. up with everything being loose, which is kind of ironic for a God about uh, That's all about truth.
1: Well, well right, it, it depends. Sort of if effect. you if you start picking up things like the uh the idea of if you if you decide that your metaphysics system is built on the idea of platonic truth or platonic forms, then the idea of a Ooh. god of truth is not a really big stretch. But really? when you start to to reach into the gnostic ends uh, of things and uh and especially considering the influence that gnostic Christianity has had on the elder scrolls lore in general, um the idea of a god of language also being the god of contradictions works pretty good because yeah. the uh but but it also but I mean what like when I was earlier when I was talking about and this is a continuation of that thought not me derailing myself when I when when you talk about uh taking these sort of as I said again I'm going to use the word again wiffy um gods and then saying um this is like and 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 saying that this is why it's so important in the Elder Scrolls. That I mean, I mean if you read any part of sermon of the thirty six lessons of Vivek, you're gonna get this uh, feeling that words and the word and so on is hugely hugely relevant to um, the existence of reality in the Elder Scrolls universe, and that's because mm-hmm. of the um, relationship that the term word and language and so on has with the word of God in, um, in Gnostic Christianity, it's a, um, it's, it's actually kind of one of the things that I, I was a little bit surprised that, um, that, uh, um, uh, Julianos or any God, any Nor- Nordic God, I should say, that's associated with a language wasn't more closely associated with kine because w- the word and the breath of God are very closely, uh, related or one is a, a derivation of the other, I should say. Also um so, that
3: weird moment with he y- y- more fucking words. I'm a country boy, don't laugh at me. But uh <laughs> fucking um he's he's apparently the first human historian and he actually invented the Nordic language. So you would think journalists be a little bit more popular because of Yeah. That. But so, yeah,
1: Johnny Anonymous brought that up in chat a little while ago yeah. about how it's it's weird that um mm-hmm. Isgamore's is the the one who invented runes and yet Junal's literally the god of the written language. It's Kind of. So I, I mm-hmm. guess maybe you could say that Julie. Again, knives aren't really the and...
0: smartest knives in the drawer, you know. So uh, yeah, yeah, plus, it's almost
1: <clears throat> about contradictory.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. There you go.
0: <laughs> well, uh, so plus, again, the the, the 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 whole contradiction thing, and with language, um it also goes back to what I was saying earlier that uh, Julianos is said to encant the damned equation. Mm-hmm. which is you know the the sort of coding thing which could also be a throwback to julian lefay but also the concept of i am and am not mm-hmm. right so it, it's kind of that is also language Ch- chim or kim kime however you pronounce it hi um you know it's it's still the the word of royalty right that has mm-hmm. incredible implications in the elder scrolls universe so yeah, he's the god of language, which on the surface you might think that's kind of weird and dumb. Like, what? We don't have a god of English, but if you think about it in the context of the Elder Scrolls universe, it, it's actually rather important.
3: Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Don't worry, Felix. The Red Guards have a god of language, they have a god for everything.
0: Well, well <laughs> we know here's of. the thing the, 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 the Red Gars probably have a god of too many Jokin grammar
1: rules, okay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> They have a, they have, like, a the, the the, the of, they have a god of the Oxford Gamma. They have a god of the two two spaces after a period. Yeah, that's um, um, the god so, of
0: mildly inconvenient grammar specificities. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I I do want to mention um, I do want to touch briefly on Julianus's triangles uh, uh, triangle symbol because if I don't, then I'm going to feel like the, all the research I did for the last two weeks was wasted. Um, oh, we still
0: got more to talk about. Don't worry.
1: Uh, I'm really glad that we're drawing a connection between Julianos and Chim because um, the secret triangular gate at the heart of the second serpent is like a yes. big part of triangle metaphors in 36 Lessons. Hey! But since Julianos is not a Dunmer god... um it's hard to say that necessarily the two are related um especially because we've seen how non communicative the adra are it's some it's reasonable to say that juliano's did not dictate the use of a symbol of a triangle for his symbol um that's the suggestion that i'm going off of so instead of Drawing all these connections with Chim and the triangle, uh, especially considering the fact that when, when the secret triangular gate is an inverted triangle, and Julianos is 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 not. It's a, it's more of a pyramid shape. Um, I spent a lot of time trying to do research into how Gnostic Christians view the triangle. Actually, I started. I blew a, a clean week on pyramids, and let me tell you something. You want to have a, a really bad time? Go on YouTube and search for pyramid symbolism, and then. Um, you're just you're just doomed. You're just not going to get anything <laughs> done. It's it's the dark. It, it is simultaneously the biggest waste of time and the darkest corner of the internet that you can fall into. Um, <laughs> Lovely, thanks for, yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I just saved you guys all a click because mother of God. Um, yeah. So d- d- I, d-
0: d- drop it in the drop it in the Twitch chat for everyone to see.
1: No.
2: <laughs> oh, you, you just subject us to it. Fine. No, I'm yeah, sa-
1: I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, fine. I'm not Next saying that guy. it's the first video you find. I'm saying that it's in that fine. huge cesspool of videos that you're going to end up in. Um, All
0: right, hang, hang on. What what do I need to type to search for this again? <laughs> well, I'm
1: later. I'm I'm just saying that you're, you're like I'm not I'm not listing off the videos. I'm just saying That's that there's true. there there are if you search for pyramid symbolism on YouTube, you're going to get a lot of mess and. <laughs> Um, yeah. One of the things that you're going to get is a lot of very spurious math done by some uh, archaeologists who had a really hard time determining where the start and the end of a measuring stick was. <laughs> so, which you'd think is a pretty fundamental part of measuring <laughs> something. Yeah, um, but me. but what you end up with is some very spurious math done by some people who would measure like they would they would write articles like, well. The distance from this side to this side of the Giza pyramid and none of the other pyramids is 325 whatever's and um, 325 uh, uh, with all four sides are 325 uh, uh, whatever long, um, which yards long, which they are not. Um, they all have differing so, uh, lengths, but if they were all the same so, uh, size and you added those together, then you would end up with a measurement that is the same ratio of the Earth's diameter as the Moon's diameter. If you fudge your math, nice. Like like if you're right. really bad at adding, you can end up with that relationship. And I'm looking at this. I'm looking at these papers, going like. How does it, how, like, a word? <laughs> like, Gosh, you know. Why would you? Like I, um, I mean, these guys are trying real hard to make a connection that they are convinced is the truth. Yeah, that's,
0: I, I, I hate that. You got to kind of stumble upon a connection and then try to disprove it and if you can't disprove it yeah. then you get concerned and excited of like oh god yeah you um, just, just
1: force that shit in there kind
2: of on, on yeah. a little bit. Uh, You about- inferring significance in something devoid of detail though
1: you well, absolutely have to but the difference here is that they're taking uh they're a- absolutely <laughs> taking math which is just rife with detail and then throwing that detail out and mm. guesstimating everything. It's just okay, terrible.
0: Well, again, yeah. we're we're getting off track, but yes. why I want to get back on track. I was trying to, to do that a few seconds ago, but yes. Um,
1: um so the really, thing with the tri- with um with the uh with Julianos' triangle is yeah. that it is probably <laughs> reference um the uh, uh uh idea that he represents the virtues of learning, scholarship, and justice. Mm-hmm. Two yeah, weeks, no, guys. Two 20, weeks. That's, that's where I got. Two weeks. The
3: only, uh, only <laughs> okay. problem I have with nope. that is that Stendar is the god of justice. Say again? The only problem I have with that is that Stendar
2: supposedly is the god of justice. But mercy. if you look at the orrery, Stendar orbits Julianos. Yep. I'm, gl- I'm glad
4: you Sounds said crazy. that
1: because I was about to I was about to add it that. It might be a case of uh you just going stuff on my dreams I like guess. It <laughs> might be a case of that. <laughs> Sweet dreams are made of yeah. So it's um so so that's almost certainly what the three sides of Julianos' triangle represent. Now yep. you can get really deep you can you can get into tinfoil hat territory by talking about the fact that Julianos' triangle is upward facing. Now, there's going to be some people who have read certain Dan Brown novels or watched certain movies based on certain Dan Brown novels who will tell you some stuff (laughs) about how an upward facing triangle represents masculinity and a downward facing triangle represents femininity. And I myself used to be one of those idiots until I read some actual like, you know, scholarship texts on it that said that that is complete nonsense that Dan Brown stole from someone else who was making shit up off the top of his head. Yeah. Um... So instead, what we end up with, with the upward-facing triangle and the downward-facing triangle, is their use of uh, symbolism as suggested by certain biblical scholars when talking about um, the symbolism of the Star of David in Judaism, Mm -hmm. um, which consists of two triangles, a downward-facing triangle and an upward-facing triangle. And the upward-facing triangle, they suggest is rep- and this is this this is one of the only metaphysical models for triangles that i was able to find that actually seemed reasonably plausible to me which was that the upward facing triangle represents the dominion of man over earth in other words the man is at the the, the smallest tip of the triangle and then as you go down the triangle you go over like you know bigger and bigger things. Um, culture and people and uh, wildlife and the physical earth itself at the bottom. And the reason why man is at, is at the top of the triangle, is, 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 but is also at the smallest part of the triangle, is representative of the fact that man is a diminutive, diminutive entity in the full scope of the world at large. And yet, rules, quote unquote, domain, has dominion over, uh, over the entire world. And what this is supposed to do is reinforce the idea that um, man only maintains dominion over these things if he is humble and understands that he is the smallest part of the pyramid. And the moment that we start to misuse our power and think that we are actually bigger than we are, the structure falls Mm -hmm. apart and we are no longer masters of our domain, if you pardon the Seinfeld reference. Um, The inverted triangle, on the other hand, represents God's dominion over the universe. So God is the widest part of the of the uh of the pyramid and then as you go down through God's domain you end up at the smallest part of the pyramid which guess what is man again. Okay. So the idea of overlaying these two triangles over each other and forming the star of David means that you have basically built a symbol that represents the entire universe physical and metaphysical.
0: Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> well, 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 this, um that's that's fine, but I would like to add my own things that I've noticed, um, at least from Skyrim where, where we can see it with regards to Julianos, is um, if you look at the amulet of Julianos in mm. Skyrim, you see it's uh, the typical triangle that represents um, him. Uh, but if you look closely on the amulet intersecting each of those three sides of the triangle— are what clearly look like eyes, and a part of me thinks that that might be, um, like, again, sort of, stop me if we've heard this before. The uh, the three individual parts of the enantiomorph, okay. and if we also look, and I'm and I'm glad uh, Chris brought this up. Um, if we looked at the amulet, the very top of the amulet also points. Into the very bottom of a secondary triangle that is holding the amulet onto the actual chain, mm. and in that one, you can also see that there's an eye, kind of like an inverted. You know that um, that uh, Illuminati pyramid with the Eye of God on the top. Instead, mm. it's like that, but inverted.
1: If yeah, you like I'm, I'm. I'm trying to bring up an image of it on the stream real quick.
0: Yeah, mm. I can. I can provide a, a a link to the the image right here.
1: I'm uh, one step ahead of you. Yeah, Okay. No, go but, um,
0: yeah, so that that to me, again, is it actually representing an antiomorph? No mm-hmm. idea there's never really been any kind of um, evidence to suggest that, but there is definitely some kind of symbolism going on there uh, in terms of observing you know, perhaps it's observing three different aspects of the world so mm-hmm. it could be the eye of wisdom, the eye yeah. of logic what? the eye of law wow. whatever it might be.
2: Plus if you're going on the star of david um metaphor Mm -hmm. um then you think about um, the overall structure um or the the fundamental structure of the elder scrolls universe the enantiomorph is a fundamental pattern within the elder scrolls universe yes so so to have that as represented by a triangle um i um i think works works quite neatly Mm-hmm. Um, there's also part of me that wants to talk about triangles in the 36 lessons of Vivek, but I'm also not entirely mm-hmm. sure that, um, yeah, cause in terms of how that, in terms of how that gets presented, look, um, it's, uh, oh, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's um, the things like, um, rotate the, rotate the triangle and you pierce the heart of the beginning place, that mm-hmm. particular line. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, t- you can rotate a triangle two ways. Um, it it gives you um, the rotation of one corner becoming another, as yeah. in the rebel becoming the king, um, and then you've also got the rotation of looking at a triangle sideways, which is the same thing as looking at a wheel sideways. I, I don't know which way you can take that. You can run with the symbolism to the enantiomorph or to the ta- or to the tower, whichever way you look at it. Um, so there are con- there are connections you could you can make there but again we're back <laughs> to the riddle of why um Julianos is Julianos symbol is important to
4: Kymeri or Dunmeri culture when well, you're no. not born up at all There is, yeah. while we're on the subject of the sermons um it's sermon uh, 3 i think where Dunal yes. Jan- gets mentioned as one of the eight worlds one worlds. of the
1: eight worlds uh, yep
4: and it seems to be now i i know I know very little, I haven't really done much in terms of looking into the Dwemer and how they viewed their gods, or rather how they sort of didn't.
1: Um, Well, they didn't have any. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't really have any.
4: Um, But the quote directly is, uh, two seconds, I'll get it here. Um, A Dwemer said, we the Dwemer are only aspirants to this that the Velothi have. They shall be our doom in this, in the eight known worlds. Nurn, Lorkan, uh, so on, so on. And Janal is included in that list. And Mm -hmm. it says the secret to doom is within this sermon. I'm not much of a Sermon Scholar, but there may be something in
1: there that could maybe help us out a bit. Um, uh, actually, the last conversation door, the I had with Kirk about that was the fact that he was the fact that there are actually two Adra missing from that list. Debella. Yeah. And um, somebody else I can't remember. And, um, and I sort of, I asked him on the sly, like, what was that about? And he was like, oh shit, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) But
0: shit, oversight, make lore out of it. (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, he said, he he did tell me that he think he had an idea at one point, but he doesn't remember what that is anymore because it's been 15 fucking years. (laughs) Um, so, um, so, but he, he did say that he wanted to try and knock some stuff around and see if he could, if he could figure it out again. But, um, the good news is that, uh, there is there, he does feel that there was a logic to it, but he just can't remember what that is anymore. So it's mm-hmm. theoretically possible that we could sort of divine the, um, uh, oh, yeah, the, that we could, you know, figure out what the, uh, what that actual, uh, logic was, but I don't, you know, who can say, um, it, Let's
0: yeah, see. It's uh it it is interesting that the the Dwemer there didn't mention like they, they mentioned Nern as an as one of the eight known worlds, mm-hmm. but not Debella or Xenothar. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what it was, Xenothar. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's kinda like, um okay, that's that's weird.
1: Mm-hmm. Also,
0: um I know that the Dwemer didn't really have gods, but they did operate weirdly enough within um juliano slash junal's field field in terms of um logic and mm-hmm. mathematics
2: yeah and
1: contradiction, contradiction because, and logic
0: yeah so i mean mm-hmm. whether they they recognize him or not they were kind of just in his wheelhouse yeah as it were
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um you know that, that could be yet another reason why um junal who was associated with mathematics became really kind of this castaway from the Nords cuz guess where one of the first places that the Nord Empire conquered was? Dwemereth and yep. like, Risdaine, right? Uh-huh. So there's the there's the Nords probably looking at this guy like, "Can you stop hanging around with our enemies?" <laughs> like the Dragon priests, <laughs> the Dwemer, these fucking elves, like just no, stop. Bad bad Junal, you know? Be
1: the weird Imperials <laughs> with their are... moth priests. The fucker, a moth priest. <laughs> the cloud like of
2: moths that are going to, like. yeah. The cloud of moths that's going to spell everyone's doom or whatever it was. Yeah, uh,
1: mm-hmm. but it was suffocated by moths. I think I can't remember. No, yeah. no,
2: it was it was a cloud of moths arising out of somewhere in thirty six lessons, but I can't remember
1: what it was. Oh, <laughs> I, that I, was guess, I
0: guess you could say that would be death yeah. by moth pit.
1: Yeah, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> So I don't like, that uh, that. I'm sorry,
3: but go ahead, go ahead, Chris. Now,
1: um, I like, I do think that we are uh, already rapidly running out of ideas. <laughs> 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 I've only been recording for 37 <laughs> minutes, but I mean, I didn't expect there to be like really that much. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah. Did you see I'm... my messages?
1: <laughs> do we what now? Yeah.
2: Did you see my message, Chris?
1: Ah. Uh. Uh, no, man, I'm
2: <laughs> Okay, while, while you're digging out messages, um, I'll bring up an aspect that I was kind of curious about and pe- perhaps solves the kind of the contradiction hmm. thing. And it makes it a little weird that um, contradiction is something that's right, is common knowledge. Um, that the idea that Ju- Junal kind of feels, or Julianos, feels like a god that would appre- would have some sort of mystery cult if any of the divines were going to um and the way that it kind of leans on the illuminati symbolism kind of reinforces that a little bit more and the kind of hermeticism and all that side of things and if we're going to talk about a gnostic cult in terms of gnosis and and knowledge and that side of things that it 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 kind of pushes all the buttons for thinking about how um having some sort of mystery cult but we don't See anything of it? Frustratingly enough, but I would be shocked and appalled if there wasn't one somewhere in the law.
1: Yeah. Um, another, well, hmm?
2: Oh, another
3: thing, the kind of that ties into that a little bit is that uh, there's that weirdly, really weird connection that Giuliano slash Janal has with Magnus. That yeah. Both that you just, th- I, I got and, your
1: and, I got your message in uh, on Facebook, and yeah, it's, that's actually really good.
3: Yeah, like you have to. Magnus more or less was not really present in the Nordic pantheon, even though he was acknowledged as being there, because he had the mm-hmm. whole shore store thing where they're like uh, they, they kind of yeah is he pissed pissed Magnar off. or something like that yes yeah he's Magnar yeah. and they they they're like uh, and then like I think it's like kind it's like oh yeah all oh, the fucking elves killed Magnus and then Lorca's like no he died like a long time ago and they've been replacing him with a bunch of different you know mirrors and with shit. mirrors basically different mm-hmm. versions of himself. And then you also have Jernal, who's like a god of magic, and then you have Magnus, who kind of faded away into obscurity amongst the other races, except kind of the elves, even though he doesn't really get a lot of respect because Aurel took all his fucking shit away because Aurel like a dick. Wait, big. sorry, um, hang,
0: hang on, wait the the elves. I, I haven't read on of Shore* in like goddamn ages. The elves said that they replaced Magnus with mirrors. Mirror magicians? Are you is more
2: that or less? Where yeah. Going to? yeah.
0: Because, okay, um, once once this possible. cast is done, I'm going to come back to that point because uh, I have something to say on that point, but it's totally unrelated to Juliana, so it doesn't belong here. But thank you for bringing oh, that cool. up. Gotcha. And we're going to talk about it later.
3: That <laughs> was like I was going into the idea that Juliano's or Jornal might actually be like a fragment of Magnus that the Nords remember because at least to me, at least in Shore, Son of Shore, it seems like the Norse kind of revered Magnus a little bit, and they kind of seem a little pissed off that he's dead, but they don't really dwell on the matter, because Norse, Norse don't fucking dwell on things. Their whole fucking thought process yeah. well, I think about something else, and that other thing didn't fucking matter. So it's like, you know, he's... Not to mention that the whole mirror with their kind of, like, both of their worship kind of died down. Clever men, like, ah, magic's bad. Fuck magic. You steal. But... You know, it's, it's, it's a little bit almost too close on the mark. And so I'm like, eh, not to mention you. you got the mages guild with the whole eye symbolism and Magnus has an eye symbolism and Julianos mm-hmm. has the eye symbolisms. And you're kind of like, huh? well, yeah,
0: there, there, there are some connections there.
4: Yeah, it's mm. good stuff. Yeah, it would make enough sense considering yeah. that Julianos is sort of like or any sort of form of him is, is absent and most pantheons aside from the Imperial one.
0: Uh, imperials and Bretons like him because the association with magic, so yeah. So, so, so Ju- well, Julianos and Finaster, I think, are actually really important, um, to the uh Breton Bretons, pantheon, yeah. whereas to others, not so
3: much. Is it Magnus also still yeah. worship in the Breton pantheon?
2: Uh, I forget. He if, might if, if, you go, if you go by varieties of faith, he is in the Breton pantheon, yeah. Mm. Okay, so yes, um, so you but you do have both, um which is a little weird. It's kind of a dichotomy between Magnus and Julianos, which I think is possibly a reason for why in the real world, Julianos hasn't been explored too much because Magnus is, Magnus is magic and all this glorious and wonderful fantasy stuff. And Julianos is this boring (laughs) mundane knowledge of stuff that's close to the real world that no one wants to talk about.
1: How to to, Uh, to file a 27 B stroke six and, you know, (laughs) how to do a cover letter on your TPS reports. That's nobody wants, nobody cares about that.
0: (laughs) Okay, but uh, okay. So, so on, on on this subject, though, there is something in uh, the Ten Commands of the Nine Divines, and uh, mm-hmm. number eight is Julianos, and it says Julianos says, "Know the truth, observe the law. When in doubt, seek wisdom from the wise." And um, there's also an incantation to Julianos. In Pocket Guide to the Empire, third edition forward, mm. where, yeah. uh, he says, come to me, Julianos, for without you, my wit is weak to sort the wheat from the chaff, and my eyes should neither know the true from the false, nor sense from folly, nor justice from prejudice and interest. Interesting. Yeah. What do we make of this, boys? <laughs> well...
3: The first thing I thought about was kind of like the whole, remember when MK wrote that little like nice little kind of like short story about Magnus and the, you know, Min- Minamali and how they kind of recorded everything and brought it to Magnus so he can know Oh, Nemoli.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, I don't like words, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that kind of brought, that kind of like struck a chord with me because like Oh like basically I am more or less about to straight up just say that Magnus broke into a thousand pieces during fucking creation era during creation and everyone's just trying to put them back together again. But you know, that's it kinda of reminds me because Giuliano's if he doesn't know unless you tell him about shit, then you know what if he really like what if his wisdom comes from the fact that everybody around him basically shares into that.
0: I I I think mm-hmm. um One of the first things that came to mind when I read that, when I was doing research, uh, the the second part of, you know, come to me, yada yada, that struck me kind of as an incantation to guard against the possibility of zero summing, to be so sure of, Hmm. well, no, that can't possibly be true because I see with this and it must be this way. And so it kind of prevents you from taking that next necessary step where you either zero sum or you become a god and a chief chim and you're like, oh, hey, the world is my playground now. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that was sort of the vibe I got. I don't know if anyone else got the same kind of um, vibe from that. Of like, if if you don't know what is true and what is false, and you can't separate it, then oh god, what is real? What is not real? Oh god, am I just a dream? And now you've zero something, right? Like that's
2: it. The the way that it was phrased reminded me a little bit of. Um, Oh, I can't remember which Pauline epistle it was. One of, one of one of Paul's letters, where he basically points out that you can't know right from wrong unless you have the law. Yeah. Um, mm, and that's, you, that you, sounds like you,
0: something Julianus really would say.
2: Yeah, and so you and so you can't have knowledge of of of, of morality without 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 law. And it strikes me that that's the, the same the same sort of sentiment that you need all these sorts of groundings in order to differentiate, in order to tell one thing from the other which brings you back to the observer in the enantiomorph mm-hmm. because you're telling one thing when you're saying one thing is one thing and one thing is another um the the ability to discern that is the role is the role of the major learned individual and um and an, and an observer as well so i can't, i can't avoid getting a, um um in associating julianos with um the the enantiomorph again as well as triangles Come to me, hmm. wish to know the truth,"
3: said the god of contradiction.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: because <laughs> yeah. the
2: truth may well be a contradiction.
0: Hey, well, you, you want to know what's another contradiction? Uh, well, actually, never mind. I, I, I immediately retract the statement I'm about to make. Um, <laughs> like, okay, it's a bit of a contradiction because here's this god who's basically—I mean, if if we're just being brutally honest with ourselves. He's the god of nerds. I mean, literature, <laughs> law, history, math, language. He's, he's the god of nerds.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> However,
0: and there's nothing wrong with that. However, he created the shield of the Crusader for Pelinal White Strike. Mm-hmm. At the same time, when you think about the incantation that we've just gone over, it's kind of like, oh, hey, protect me from this, shield me from falsehoods. Like, okay, you can sort of see that there's a reason why he. Create the shield, but it does kind of seem a little outside of his wheelhouse to give this blood raving robot from the ninth era a shield. <laughs> it's like, hi, I'm the god of language, law, literature, and history, and runes and whatnot. Here's a shield. It's like, not going to give me like the secret word to divinity or something? Because that'd really help against these elven fuckers.
1: Mm. Yeah, but that's
0: not
2: a suit of armor. <laughs>
1: Can I have a (laughs) flamethrower?
0: No, but you can Uh, wear ideology as your skin, and ideology is informed through language.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Things getting spicy
0: in the Juliana
2: street. Mm. (laughs) Yep. Um, Yeah, that absolutely works. Damn. Damn. unless you identity See, we're good at this unless, you, unless, <laughs> unless you're a de- unless you, if you're saying your ideal ideology as ideology as skin and truth and ideology are the same thing in the older scrolls um as far as far as i'm concerned i can unpack it if you want um but you've got um but your your skin skin armor protection and that's that sort of thing having having the tools to Which almost lends use of the kind of the old school of rhetoric, the the ability to defend yourself with words, with Mm -hmm. knowledge, and that sort of thing, and form a defense from that. Oh, I, I, nah. I mean, I kind of. Oh, and then, and then we, and then we go to Tyrion (laughs) Hmm? with the whole Tyrion Lannister, let words be your armor, and all that stuff.
1: That's Uh, a different game.
2: Now I I think about it. But yeah, (laughs) sorry, that, 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 that train of thought just kind of went to, Several places and nowhere all at once. I mean, <laughs> I mean
3: Perry gave the, the Drimmer a
2: shield, so it's not like it's not... In- yeah, artifacts aren't necessarily things that link to to their creators in the Elder Scrolls that well. Um,
1: Besides, but, if I remember correctly, uh, those artifacts are kind of assy. Yeah.
2: Mm. Plus, I don't think it... Plus, I would have been surprised if he if he gave Perlin a teapot, which... Yeah, which which would have done really well, which is hmm. actually a phrase that I want to vaguely talk about just for all of the two mentions it gets in Elder Scrolls Online. Oh. Um, pe- yeah, people will talk about Julianus' little teapot. What um, the hell?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, which I found kind of interesting until I thought back to Bertrand Russell, who he was making a point about um, how religious faith is ridiculous. Um, but... Um, <laughs> It's the idea of, well, you can have faith that there's a teapot on the other side of the moon and nothing can disprove that there isn't a teapot oh, right. on the other side of the moon. And that 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 argument. I'm just wondering if because Julianus' logic and truth and this, that, and the other, it's trying to make some sort of nod to that sort yeah. of thing, which is very, very weird for a god, to be frank. But
1: Yeah, there it is, Russell's teapot. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: So he's also the yeah. god of no you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: hey wait god of mirror logicians all right
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah
0: <laughs> Ooh, but a shield can be a mirror yeah Ooh, yes, we're, a see, we're, we're get we're getting spicy here boys
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah thank you
4: Slovakine. On a, on a slightly on a slightly less spicy note um <laughs> i know that LJ, you were talking about Zenithar as uh, not uh not standard as well uh, gods of justice and everything like that um, I'd maybe throw out the idea that because he orbits Julianos, it's the idea of Julianos sets the law and then Stendar enforces it. Uh, oh.
2: I would argue that one um, because hmm. Stendar is not the god of justice. Stendar is the god of mercy. But. Uh, still the still like a little to, bit of a the
1: connection there, though.
2: Yeah. mind you, you can't really have mercy unless you have. Well, no, you can have mercy without justice.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
4: Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. it does. I mean, it does say uh, justice is definitely located within his within his sphere. Um, is it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I've just up and. Uh, okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, okay. Well earned luck and justice. I retract so, my objection. <laughs> it, might, it might be a case of. Um, Stendar doesn't know. Justice can be very blind, and how can he determine what justice is? But that's what Julianos tells him. And that's why yeah. he orbits around. Yeah.
3: That's true. Good point. You also got Stun, who. What, what was Stun the god of again?
2: Um, oh, was he I a god? He's a
3: whale. I know he's dead. No, no yeah. not Stun. No, that's Stun that's dead. What was fucking Stun?
4: Yeah, no, no. Stendar is, Stendar is Stun.
3: Yeah, yeah. Stendar is
0: is uh, Stun and Tsun, who guards uh, the whale's bone bridge, is his brother, I think.
1: Yeah. Yep. Stun uh, actually, was a actually, warrior god who fought against the uh, old Murray. Uh, he showed men Tsun how to and take Tsun. and the benefits of taking prisoners of war. Oh.
0: Yeah, mercy that, but hang on. There's this really interesting bit um, involving uh, Stun, Tsun, and uh, Junal in Shore of Shore. Um,
2: Oh, the after after own the own part, intent. it says
0: that Soon took her by the hair, for he was angered by her words, her being Dibella, uh, and heavy with lust. He was a berserker despite his high station, and love followed battle to his kind. You weren't made for that kind of thinking, Soon said, dragging Dibella towards a whale tent. Junal was, and no one should be speaking to him now. Soon eyed the clever man who had heard him. Logic is dangerous in these days, in this place. To live in Skyrim is to change your mind 10 times a day, lest it freeze to death. And we can have none of that now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, huh, actually, no wonder they didn't really like all, because they're always changing, because they're basically the biggest champions of Lorcan, the god of change. Well, and here's this guy saying, no, things need to be rational, logical, repetitive. Come on.
3: Well,
1: yeah, maybe, at, at maybe the, in this not, place, you know? because when is Shore, Son of Shore happening? It's happening during a dragon break. So mm-hmm. what, yeah. they're tr- what they're trying to say, what he's trying to say is if you don't keep your head together, you're going to lose your friggin' mind out there, <laughs> you know?
0: And Sheogorath will be very happy.
1: Yeah. yeah. Which, and
2: also if you cling to particular truth, that, that statement strikes me as being against dogma as much as anything else. And, but you but you can't test truths in in the in the same sorts of way in a dragon break. There's no ex, There's no way of verifying anything particularly. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just stuff happening. So if you think there is, then you will have no way to go. Um, which could also be something. It could also be something about why you need to keep on changing your minds. You need to, in essence, keep on adjusting um, to whatever to whatever is happening. I kind don't of like the warp.
0: Hmm. Mm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Fair enough. I guess. If everything's not true, then then why do you guys focus on something being true?
0: Well, I, you know, I think it's, it's also that the jills have to kind of stitch it together to Ooh. make it work.
2: Or you have to make truth. Yeah, with um, with with a with a nice blunt instrument, mm-hmm. that... yeah.
1: It's the sermon of the mace or hammer. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. I can
3: totally stop the north yeah. going down. Time. <laughs> Oh, time doesn't make any sense anymore? We'll just start being shit up anyway. That's what the Norse Yeah, Yeah, literally
0: stop hammer time. Break yeah. time. <laughs> 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 Does no one appreciate my comedic genius here? Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) I'll I'll admit, my my jokes are terrible. (laughs)
3: But it kind of reminds me of the shield thing, especially with the whole mirror logic um, point. The whole, like, you know, the shields can be mirrors (laughs) and stuff like that. kind of reminds me of Spellbreaker, which is supposed to be, like, you know, the wards against all everything and everything like that. But... I remember, mean, like back when we were talking about the Dreamer, how they kind of fall under you Juliano's spear a little because of their logic reasoning and everything like that.
0: Mathematics. one, yeah. yeah.
3: Never point I want to bring up that just because the Dreamer didn't like the gods doesn't mean they didn't talk to them because you had a whole like fake story with with Azura and Dreamer like
1: ha you yeah. suck. Well, that's true. Yeah,
3: and then you know, <laughs> then you also had the whole weird Malcat tie-ins with you know Volandrung, and you have the weird Periite tie-ins with mm-hmm. you know. The shield spellbreaker,
1: yeah. but
3: those make sense because Harry is the natural order, he's the balance of the universe. Why wouldn't the German talk to someone they're literally trying to break? Malcast yep. is the one that's about the spurn, about people who are exiles. The German pretty much exiles themselves from literally everyone else because everyone else sucks.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But you know, with jo- it's, yeah, it's, Julianos, you know, it kind of makes sense,
0: yeah. It's, mm. it's kind of like there is actually this sort of secret Dwemer pantheon whether they like it or not you can kind of pull out and say <laughs> there's something there
1: there's something for you guys yeah deny it all you want but yeah well i mean they were they were subject <laughs> to the world they were in religious. which is part no, of the problem mom, i'm
0: an atheist this is who i am
1: yeah well
0: <laughs> i'll prove uh, it to you Hits the heart of uh Larkon, and then, yeah boom, see the are <laughs> Told you, Mom, it's not a phase. It is who I
1: am. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> the screaming skin of a rageful god.
1: <laughs> well, um. So, who are we doing next?
0: Uh, after yep. J is K, so
3: Kinnereth. Someone with substance. Yes. Yay.
1: Juicy. Well, there's plenty substance. of that. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um.
3: I gotta talk about my weird nature theories with her and Periade again because oh yeah, because <laughs> yeah, every, every cast is a Periade cast when I'm a <laughs> yes. <laughs> well,
0: well isn't it's there gotta be it... our bingo board. and Whoops! Suddenly, it's Morrowind cast.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, look if, if 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 every every cast isn't going to be a Periade cast, then we're never gonna get, we're never gonna talk about them because underdeveloped. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's okay. Underdeveloped, underappreciated guy. <laughs> okay, you want to talk about a meter? <laughs> <laughs> There's already a got cast anyway, so.
1: Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. Okay. So thanks everybody for showing up. Um. We will see you guys. Um. I think we can probably do this in the next two weeks. Uh I've also been told that apparently there are some videos about vampires and werewolves that I haven't uploaded to the YouTube channel. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm gonna try and get those up today. Um. Thanks everybody for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.